Why, hello there, and welcome to the December 2022 episode of Wittenberg Radio. We're so glad you're here. I'm your host, Carol LeBlanc. And I'm your host, Andrew Stace. And today we have a very exciting show for you. Now that it's December, it feels like a great time to get into the holiday spirit. Of course, everyone celebrates the holidays differently, so we decided to invite some international students to talk with us about their favorite traditions. And after that, we'll have this month's Blazer Beat Report, where we'll dive into the beginnings of the volleyball and basketball seasons and what to look forward to in the coming months. And to finish off the show, we have a rundown of what you may have missed at November Thursday Forum. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome here. Uh, so first, for both of you, uh, just your name, your year at CMU, and where you're from. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so I'm Clayton Muru. I'm from Zimbabwe. Um, I'm doing master's in theology, focusing in Christian ministry. This is my first semester at CMU. Yeah. My name is Cedric, and uh, I'm in my fifth year at CMU. Uh, I do business administration, and that's my major. And uh, my minor is uh, communication and media. Well, thanks. Welcome to both of you. Um, Maybe Cedric, we'll start with you on this one. What December holidays do you celebrate um, in your in your home country, or, or yeah? Yeah. Mm, so um, in December, uh, we basically celebrate um, last Christmas on the twenty fifth. Um, so basically, um, that date, and we also celebrate on the on the first. That's the that's the New Year. Um, if you want more details, like yeah, yeah, um, okay, yeah, So like on the twenty, um, on the twenty, the twenty fourth, that before the twenty fifth, uh, I'm a Christian, so we basically go to um the church, um, Catholic, so we go there, um, and we make sure that uh, we stay there until the um uh, the twenty fifth. Okay. So uh, for us, twenty uh, fifth is when uh, Jesus was born. So we have the service on the twenty fourth, and then we wait till the twenty fifth and have the the service on the twenty fifth as well. So we basically have like um, a huge uh, mass service, um, like everyone does that pretty much. So uh, like from where I'm, I'm I'm from Ivory Coast, um, that's what we do, and um, on the first. Uh, it's much more. Um, we also do a little bit of church on the first. Um, no, actually, on the thirty-first, we go uh, to uh, the church and we stay overnight until like the new year. So then um, we all we do that at the church. So we stay till uh, the first. We celebrate the new year there, and then once we are done with all this like church like procedure. We come back to the house and uh, we have like a family dinner, something like that. So that's for the first, like uh, that's for the new year. Um, but for Christmas, um, when we come back from the service, um, then mom already packed uh, what's called the gift and everything uh, near the Christmas tree. Everything like the same as here, decorations and everything. We have gifts. Um, and we share the gifts, and uh, if there's a family dinner, we have that. Um, yeah. Neat. Thanks. And Cleto, what about you? What uh, holidays do you celebrate? Yeah, it seems like um, it's quite similar to 
what Cedric just said, we share the same holidays. So Zimbabwe is a Christian country, so we celebrate um, Christmas, and we also have what we call the crossover night, and that one is mainly for the, for the church. So for Christmas in Zimbabwe, um, it starts on, on the 24th. Then 25, that's the day we believe Jesus was born. Then it goes on to the 26th. We call that the Boxing Day, where people would come and uh, give gifts to each other. So the 25th is just for, ce for the celebrations. Yeah. Neat. Thanks. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite holiday tradition from your home country? Well, the Christmas is there, but <laughs> the the New Year is kind of like what I love because um, there there is a lot attached to it uh, personally and uh, like for the for the family as well um, in like um, for religious reason uh, first because. Uh, when we are getting into the the new year, it's a year of like preparation, um, and so we make sure that the so basically my favorite days would be the thirty first and then the first, because then on the thirty first we will um, have this youth ceremony at the church. Um, we pray, um, we give thanks to God, um, and then we make sure that we are prepared for the for the following year. Uh, which gives you, uh, you know, a lot of hopes and a lot of strengths to prepare you for, you know, the, the new year. It's something that is very, like, refreshing to me. And then when you get into that, um, like, there's this thing when we are at the church, we, we, we do, like, a countdown. Um, so then we start uh, saying um, from, uh, from 2, 1, 0, and then we are in the new year. So, like... This like how I'm saying it is it is not yeah uh, you don't feel it but once you are in the mm -hmm. uh, in the mix of things you actually like feel like refreshed that you are in the new year and you are you are actually be you actually believe that you you're gonna be like things are gonna uh, be be very good for you uh, this time um, mm -hmm. so yeah thirty first and uh, first would be my best um, uh, holidays uh, traditions. Yeah. Neat. Thank you. Yeah. Clero? Yeah, for me, I would say um, Christmas is the best because of uh, the message behind Christmas and also the way we celebrate Christmas. So we believe that uh, on Christmas, that's the day our Lord Jesus was born. And um, it brought good news, not only to the people of Zimbabwe, but also to the whole world, you know. So the coming of Jesus is the good news. So the way we celebrate, it also makes me feel like Christmas is the best holiday. Why am I saying that? It's because um, it's the time where family members are expected to come together, fellowship together, and eat together. Despite the distance, for example, now I'm here in Canada, my family members, my relatives, they are sending me messages. Are you coming for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite far. You know, the etiquettes are going r around 
oh, let me just say the air tickets, especially this uh, period, they are quite expensive. But to them, you know, they don't, they are not considering the the price of the tickets. They just want my presence, you see. So this is how um, special Christmas is uh, in Zimbabwe. So there is a message of unity. There is a message of fellowship. There is a message of uh, communion with the family. So, yeah, I, I like Christmas better. So, Cedric, is there anything in the Canadian holiday tradition uh, that surprised you or you thought was different or kind of you don't quite understand why we do something? There's actually nothing um, that has surprised me except for uh, the winter, the cold, uh, uh, or maybe when you guys do snowman and, you know, fight with the, yeah, that one, uh, we don't do because uh, for back home is the sun. So, uh, yeah, that would be the, the difference, I think, to me. Yeah, um, for me, I haven't experienced any Christmas here, so I don't know. <laughs> but maybe one thing which I just noticed is that um, you prepare Christmas in advance. Mm. Yeah, this is something that we also do back home in Zimbabwe. There's a lot of... Um, like what Cedric said, there's a lot of uh, decorations which are done in homes, in the shops, everywhere, just in preparation for Christmas. And another important thing is that um, if you are a parent, you need to make sure that you buy some new clothes for your children. And it's quite common to have, <laughs> especially the young people, wearing new clothes during the during the Christmas um, celebration. So I don't know how you, you do it from this side. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for coming out. And uh, thank you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate All it. Right. Thanks. You're most Thank welcome. You for having us, yeah. And wish you the best of Christmas. You as well. You as well. Yeah. Hi. So my name is Rosalind or Ross, but my full name is Wing Bangunda. Okay, um, so from the name, you can probably tell that I'm not Canadian. I'm actually an international student from Vietnam. And this is my first year at CMU doing business admin. Thanks so much. I'm glad you're here. I'm curious, what kind of holidays do you celebrate in December? In December, we have, we have a veteran day, but that's not, that's not a festive holiday. Um, I would say that we do celebrate Christmas to some extent, but it's not like it was not like it's not a tr our tradition. It's more like a more like a fun activity that we copied <laughs> from the West. Uh, yeah, Christmas is the most important um, holiday in Canada and in many other countries. Well, in terms of importance, we have Lunar New Year, which is which is what what usually in. January or February and that's our equivalent of New Year's Day <laughs> but yeah that's super cool so when you do celebrate Christmas in Vietnam um, do you have any like favorite pr traditions that you do or certain things that you do to celebrate we do have we do have like uh, the essential Christmas Eve meal called the um, like <laughs> it's French <laughs> 
Mm, and we do have the bouche de Noël, like a like a Yule log cake. That's oh, cool. basically we stole from the French. Yeah. <laughs> um, how original. Yeah. And truth to be told, we like I said, we don't traditionally celebrate Christmas. Celebrate Christmas. Um, it's one of those contemporary activities that we take inspiration from other countries, notably France, and tweak it to make it our own. Um, for instance. Uh, we have Santa, like here in Canada, in like in many other countries, we have Saint Nicholas climbing down a chimney to put the, like a like the little gifts in stockings or under the Christmas tree. But in Vietnam, it's a whole business. Um, what I mean by that, we that we have a service called that I called Santa door to door. So basically, it's when you're ordering a present online and have it delivered by a person dressing up as Santa Claus on a motorbike. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, that's Is so that funny. on <laughs> Christmas Day or just whenever the present gets delivered? Oh, I think it lasts for the whole December. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. It's kind of funny. Yeah. You should, yeah, you should probably look it up. Yeah. Vietnamese Santa Claus. Yeah. That's cool. You said that you have, like, a dinner on Christmas Eve. What's maybe some of your favorite foods that you have during that time? Oh, uh, we don't have, we don't have turkey. We don't have the food that you have here in Canada. We have mostly um, Vietnamese food or pastries, like French pastries from the bakery. Yeah, oh, cool. and sometimes we bake our own cake, the, the Yule cake. And I remember growing up having to decorate those cakes. It was super fun. And like I was wonder, I was always wondering why a log cake, <laughs> and yeah. not and not yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Is there a specific like meal of Vietnamese food that you eat? Because I know for me here we have like, maybe just in my family like we have one specific thing that we always have on Christmas Eve. Do you have something like that? And like, do you want to explain what it is? Well, in my family, to be frank, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't have. We don't have a tradition Christmas food. We do eat a lot of sweets. Yeah, that's really <laughs> interesting. Pastries, yeah. yeah, and that sounds really nice too, especially if you have like good memories of decorating the cake and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, you did mention before that the Lunar New Year is like the biggest holiday in Vietnam. Do you want to share a bit more about? like what that looks like because I don't know much and I'm sure not a lot of other people know so it'd be really cool to hear what that looks like uh so in so we in Canada we use and well worldwide we use what what's called the solar calendar that takes um takes measurement of the sun 365 days 365 a quarter day um of a year and however in like in China and in some other Asian countries, we use a different type of calendar at the same time, like simultaneously along with the with the solar calendar. We 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 use a different system called a lunar um, calendar, and we basically take measurements from the cycle of the moon. Um, so one cycle of the moon lasts for thirty days, and that probably well. Well, depends on the year, really. So we don't have a fixed date for Lunar New Year. It all depends on the moon. Sometimes, some year we have we have a like we have a thirteenth month. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't keep track of the lunar calendar, so I'm not sure about that. But how we celebrate sooner, uh, well, Lunar New Year is 
very close to well it's basically the equivalence of the new year that we have here the first three days are the most important days um usually we have we have a three weeks of vacation of like um spring break yeah um winter break whatever you call it we don't have four seasons in vietnam so it's just um like holiday break and it's basically well, what what wh- what do you do when you have a break going home, right? Traveling home, and that's um that's the well, it's the biggest and most important holiday in Vietnam because people, um, after a fi- uh, after one year of working, people finally have time to gather and have fun and celebrate New Year. So yeah, yeah, that's super interesting. Is there any specific things that you do within those three days once you go home? Like, is there maybe festivals or like certain events that your family would go to? A lot, <laughs> um, but well, my family is not super festive, and we're not the most traditional family out there. Sorry. Um, one thing we do is that okay, I think this is a thing for a for any city. Well, I'm from a big city in South Vietnam, and you sh- you know big cities usually they ha- they like they put on lavish decoration, and that's what my family do. We go around the city and take photos of the decor. It's and of the flowers um like in the center of in the center of the city in the first district in the center of the city we dedicate some streets uh and put up bookshelves for sale that's what i always do uh, what i always did back then go shopping for books that's (laughs) cool do the books have a specific meaning or is it just kind of happens to be tied together just that yeah they just happen to be tied together that's super fun i like that yeah (laughs) i bet it looks super beautiful downtown too when all the decorations are up yeah um minus the people (laughs) yeah (laughs) people. i can get really populated yeah crowded yeah is there any special like treats or meals that you have during lunar new year we do we have um, we my family specifically we have a stew like a like a chicken stew with fried rice oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and noodles yeah do you also do like presents at n- lunar new year or anything like that we don't we don't we don't traditionally gift each other a present but what we do do is well the elder the elder like the the adults would give the like the like the kids red envelopes containing money oh nice <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you. Do you happen to own any sweater? Like an ugly Christmas sweater? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I think I do have one because I think it's kind of fun to join in, but Mm -hmm. it's not usually something I celebrate. Do you have one? I do not. I do not, but I love to get one. Like, uh, I don't know. People love the Grinch, but I hate the Grinch. Sorry, we just have we well, the the international student just had like a like a Grinch movie night yesterday. I'm so sorry. I, I was not there because I hate it. I'm so sorry. He looks scary, isn't he? Yeah, um, he is a little bit scary. Yeah, well, anyway, if I were to get a sw- an ugly sweater, there have to be a Grinch on on the sweater because it's definitely hideous. Of course. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's so funny. The, no, the I love that. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to give Rosalyn a present, now you know. <laughs> I will hate it. <laughs> well, you'll oh, hate it you. in a good way. Yeah, okay. So I did some research. Uh, okay, in about the, the ugly sweater trend, a culture. I think it's part of culture, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so anyway, um, well, in the 1980s, we have Bill Huxtable, like a character, like a fictional character wearing those ugly sweaters and it was somehow made into a meme. <laughs> and the 2000s, we have the ugly, well, we have the first ugly sweater party in Vancouver. So I guess it makes, it is eligible for me to say that Canadian, can Canadian invented the culture. I don't know. What do you think? That's pretty interesting. I never knew that. <laughs> I guess maybe then. After after the observation, I just think that um, the North American North American culture is intriguing. Well, I'm from well, like as a Southeast Asian person, even though I cannot speak for everyone in my country, I would say that most of us are utilizers, which means that we love freebies, exposed, and um, and it, it would be very rare for one of us to voluntarily spend money on something like like a like a like an ugly sweater yeah um we prefer to spend it on other material goods like food clothing um as opposed to as opposed to canadians i i I figured that many of you prefer spending on services for the experience or for the memories and i think that's a great thing (laughs) really so if we were to buy a sweater we would love to buy a pretty one not not an ugly one so (laughs) well thanks so much Rosalyn for coming on to our show today it was great to hear kind of some more about your culture and your observations of Canadian culture Mm -hmm. as well welcome to the blazer beat report hosted by myself along with our local blazer analyst Eric McKenzie recorded in studio one on November 18th Eric, good to have you back. Glad to be back. Um, So as we look forward to this year in basketball and volleyball, what should we as fans look out for this year? Um, I think a a big thing is uh, just look out for this men's basketball team. We're we're really young this year, which is, you know, I I, I love when young teams come and they get uh, good chemistry going at at a young age and and, – just they can build on it. So I think looking for uh, just this team to build a whole lot of chemistry and build a whole lot of momentum and, and friendships and just game style, you know, with, I think it was an accumulative 10 first year students coming in and wow, yeah. on the, on the basketball team for the men, it's, it's, it's going to be a big, big year. Uh, I know Ben is, Ben just came back from a tour over in, uh, Ooh, I think it was Thailand or it was somewhere in Southern, uh, Southern Asia as a, as a point guard. And, you know, going overseas and playing for a summer and then coming back just gives you that whole whole ton more leadership so i think uh look for ben to make a big impact uh and help this team kind of you know stick together like glue uh for the women i think it's again they're quite a young team but they have some they do have some veteran players and i think that uh you know vets and uh, can just help those young players just kind of all chem and all gel together so i think uh looking forward to you know the older people taking the uh the lead and uh, the younger and the younger players just learning, you know, adapting, changing, and just adjusting to university basketball. Sounds good. Um, and volleyball. Yeah, the, the men's team in in league play is four and one, uh, which is you know great record. Uh, with their only loss coming to Providence, uh, you know that's ne- never a great feeling is when you lose your rival. But we did uh, we did split the games, so uh, taking one, losing one is you know you can't win them all, and it was good to kind of split it down the. Middle fifty-fifty. Uh, the girls uh, have started off their season, you know, little under what they would have hoped at, at two and three in league play. But um, I definitely think they can 
uh, rally together and, and uh, have a good you know rest of the rest of the season, rest of the campaign. And uh, what are some of the goals for these teams this year? I think for the men's uh, basketball team, it's just you know learn. I, I would I would have to say there's a whole bunch of new guys, a whole bunch of young guys, and um, having you know building chemistry, learning, adapting uh, is always super important when it comes to sports. Same with same with the women. Uh, but for the men's volleyball, I would have to say it's just continue dominance. You know, you're you've played five games in the year, and you're you know you're four and one. Like just keep that keep the ball rolling. Uh, for the girls, it's just you know. It, it was a slow start, but that doesn't mean we can't get the ball rolling again. Um, I think for the girls, it's just keep chugging, keep digging, um, keep working at it. Because, you know, eventually when you get that rhythm, get that groove, you know, wins just come easy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no better example of that than, uh, you know, St. Louis maybe this year in the NHL. Um, so what or who should should we be excited f- uh, to watch this year? Um for for the men's basketball team, like I said, Ben, he's he's uh, a big big player. He's a fourth year student, but the, you know, he still got he still got a lot. Uh, that's always someone to look out for as a, a really you know a vet who's coming in with a lot of momentum, a lot of swag. Uh, so I think he can. I definitely think he can uh, bounce this team up. And uh, another player I'd say is uh, Emily Townsend. You know, seen her play a couple times, and I know I know how good she can get and how good she can be. Um, so let's look out for her going into her third year, third second year. Yeah, I just think you know, with with volleyball, there's there's so many different aspects that can go right, go wrong, and I just think looking for those those older players just to kind of step up is something that we need to look out for, and just kind of let them take that role. And but you know, that always means that there's you know windows and, and opportunities for younger players, which is always something that's super exciting is when you see younger players just explode onto the scene. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks again for joining us, and uh, we look forward to your next uh, edition coming up uh, maybe in the new year. For sure. In case you missed this past month's Thursday forums, here's our recap. On October 27th, we watched a screening of a documentary titled Lost Moccasin, which followed a 60s scoop survivor, Bradford Billado in his stories of reconnecting with his birth family and how he experienced trauma, challenges, and resilience as a child and adult. Bradford joined us in person to answer questions and share about his healing journey. I really appreciated his willingness and strength to share his stories with us. Next, on November 3rd, Professor Jody Duick-Reed brought her conflict resolution class from Menno Simons College to lead us in discussions about where we felt included and excluded at CMU and exploring ways that we can make our spaces more inclusive, welcoming, and safe. My group gave great suggestions to be more intentional about listening to others, asking for their opinions, and being curious about cultural differences instead of assuming that the way we do things works for everyone. Then, the week after that was Reading Week, so no forum was held. Once we came back from a hopefully productive Reading Week, November 17th forum was on the Equality, Diversity, Inclusion Project. Student Bryant Newfeld was kind enough to share his reflection on the forum. Here's what he wrote. Thursday's forum was about introducing a research project being undertaken here at CMU that explores CMU's strengths, challenges, and opportunities for practicing and promoting EDI, equity, diversity, and inclusion. The forum involved defining these three terms in broad strokes, but also allowed the initial spark of conversation to occur surrounding the topic. What stood out to me in forum and in the conversation surrounding the topic 
of equity, diversity, and inclusion was the focus on justice in fixing the system, rather than just stopping at equity. An example in the presentation was that of an apple tree, with two boys trying to obtain apples. The tree is leaning to one side, making one boy able to reach more apples than the other. Equity was represented by giving each boy a ladder, each set at an appropriate height for each other to obtain the same number of apples. In my prior experience, when talking about equity and problem solving, that is where they stop. Justice, as represented in this example, showed the tree being fixed with cables and wood to make it stand up straight, so each boy could use the same ladder to reach the apples. It demonstrated where conversations surrounding the research project at CMU could and should lead, as I don't believe I was the only one surprised and intrigued by the topic of justice coming after equity. Thank you, Brian, for your thoughtful comments. Make sure to keep an eye out for future ways to engage with the EDI project. That brings us to the end of the episode. It was so much fun having Cedric, Clayto, and Rosalind join us and tell us about some of their holiday traditions. I really appreciated hearing about the special things that different countries do to celebrate Christmas, New Year's, and Lunar New Year. Hope everyone has a happy holiday and good luck to all our fellow students on your exams. Thank you all for tuning in to this month's episode. We're so glad you're here. Once again, I'm Kara. And I'm Andrew. And, and we, we are Wittenberg, Wittenberg Radio. Radio.